The Adventures of Danny Meadow Mouse by Thornton W. Burgess. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Chapter 20 Timid Danny Meadow Mouse. Danny Meadow Mouse is timid. Everybody says so, and what everybody says ought to be so. But just as anybody can make a mistake sometimes, so can everybody. Still, in this case, it is quite likely that everybody is right. Danny Meadow Mouse is timid. Ask Peter Rabbit. Ask Sammy Jay. Ask Striped Chipmunk. They will all tell you the same thing. Sammy Jay might even tell you that Danny is afraid of his own shadow or that he tries to run away from his own tail. Of course, this isn't true. Sammy Jay likes to say mean things. It isn't fair to Danny Meadow Mouse to believe what Sammy Jay says. But the fact is, Danny certainly is timid. More than this, he isn't ashamed of it. Not the least little bit. You see, it's this way, said Danny, as he sat on his doorstep one sunny morning talking to his friend old Mr. Toad. If I weren't afraid, I wouldn't be all the time watching out. And if I weren't all the time watching out, I wouldn't have any more chance than that foolish red ant running across in front of you. Old Mr. Toad looked where Danny was pointing, and his tongue darted out and back again so quickly that Danny wasn't sure that he saw it at all. But when he looked for the ant, it was nowhere to be seen and there was a satisfied twinkle in Mr. Toad's eyes. There was an answering twinkle in Danny's own eyes as he continued. No, sir, said he. I wouldn't stand a particle more chance than that foolish ant did. Now, if I were big and strong like old man Coyote, or had swift wings like Skimmer the Swallow, or were so homely and ugly looking that no one wanted me like, like... Danny hesitated and then finished rather lamely. Like some folks I know, I suppose I wouldn't be afraid. Old Mr. Toad looked up sharply when Danny mentioned homely and ugly-looking people, but Danny was gazing far out across the green meadows and looked so innocent that Mr. Toad concluded that he couldn't have had him in mind. Well, said he, thoughtfully scratching his nose, I suppose you may be right, but for my part fear seems a very foolish thing. Now, I don't know what it is. I mind my own business, and no one ever bothers me. I should think it would be a very uncomfortable feeling. It is, replied Danny. But as I said before, it is a very good thing to keep one on guard when there are as many watching for one as there are for me. Now, there's Mr. Blacksnake and— Where? exclaimed old Mr. Toad, turning as pale as a toad can turn, and looking uneasily and anxiously in every direction. Danny turned his head to hide a smile. If old Mr. Toad wasn't showing fear, no one ever did. Oh, said he. I didn't mean that he is anywhere around here now. What I was going to say was th that there is Mr. Blacksnake and Granny Fox and Reddy Fox and Redtail the Hawk and Hooty the Owl and others I might name, always watching for a chance to make a dinner from poor little me. 
do you wonder that i am afraid most of the time no replied old mr toad no i don't wonder that you are afraid it must be dreadful to feel hungry eyes are watching for you every minute of the day and night too oh it's not so bad replied danny it's rather exciting besides it keeps my wits sharp all the time i am afraid i should find life very dull indeed if like you i feared nothing and nobody by the way see how queerly that grass is moving over there it looks as if mr blacksnake why mr toad where are you going in such a hurry i've just remembered an important engagement with my cousin grandfather frog at the smiling pool shouted old mr toad over his shoulder as he hurried so that he fell over his own feet danny chuckled as he sat alone on his doorstep oh no old mr toad doesn't know what fear is said he funny how some people won't admit what everybody can see for themselves now i am afraid and i'm willing to say so end of chapter twenty chapter twenty one an exciting day for danny meadow mouse danny meadow mouse started along one of his private little paths very early one morning he was on his way to get a supply of a certain kind of grass seed of which he was very fond he had been thinking about that seed for some time and waiting for it to get ripe now it was just right as he had found out the day before by a visit to the place where this particular grass grew the only trouble was it grew a long way from danny's home and to reach it he had to cross an open place where the grass was so short that he couldn't make a path under it i feel it in my bones that this is going to be an exciting day said danny to himself as he trotted along i suppose that if i were really wise i would stay nearer home and do without that nice seed but nothing is really worth having unless it is worth working for and that seed will taste all the better if i have had hard work getting it so he trotted along his private little path his ears wide open and his eyes wide open and his little nose carefully testing every merry little breeze who happened along for any scent of danger which it might carry most of all he depended upon his ears for the grass was so tall that he couldn't see over it even when he sat up he had gone only a little way when he thought he heard a queer rustling behind him he stopped to listen there it was again and it certainly was right in the path behind him he didn't need to be told who was making it there was only one who could make such a sound as that mr blacksnake now danny could run very fast along his private little paths but he knew that mr blacksnake could run faster if my legs can't save me my wits must thought danny as he started to run as fast as ever he could i must reach that fallen old hollow fence post he was almost out of breath when he reached the post and scurried into the open end he knew by the sound of the rustling that mr blacksnake was right at his heels now the old post was hollow its whole length but halfway there was an old knot hole just big enough for danny to squeeze through 
Mr. Blacksnake didn't know anything about that hole, and because it was dark inside the old post, he didn't see Danny pop through it. Daddy ran back along the top of the log and was just in time to see the tip of Mr. Blacksnake's tail disappear inside. Then, what do you think Danny did? Why, he followed Mr. Blacksnake right into the old post, but in doing it, he didn't make the least little bit of noise. Mr. Blacksnake kept right on through the old post and out the other end, for he was sure that that was the way Danny had gone. He kept right on along the little path. Now Danny knew that he wouldn't go very far before he found out that he had been fooled, and of course he would come back. So Danny waited only long enough to get his breath, and then ran back along the path to where another little path branched off. For just a minute, he paused. If Mr. Blacksnake follows me, he will be sure to think that, of course, I have taken this other little path, thought Danny. So I won't do it. Then he ran harder than ever until he came to a place where two little paths branched off, one to the right and one to the left. He took the latter and scampered on, sure that by this time Mr. Blacksnake would be so badly fooled that he would give up the chase. And Danny was right. Brains are far better than speed, as wise men long ago agreed said Danny as he trotted on his way for the grass seed he liked so well. I felt it in my bones that this would be an exciting day. I wonder what's next. End of chapter 21 Chapter 22 What Happened Next to Danny Meadow Mouse Danny is so used to narrow escapes that he doesn't waste any time thinking about them. He didn't this time. He who tries to look two ways at once is pretty sure to see nothing, says Danny, and he knew that if he thought too much about the things that had already happened, he couldn't keep a sharp watch for the things that might happen. Nothing more happened as he hurried along his private little path to the edge of a great patch of grass so short that he couldn't hide under it. He had to cross this, and all the way, he would be in plain sight of anyone who happened to be near. Very cautiously, he peeped out and looked this way and looked that way, not forgetting to look up in the sky. He could see no one anywhere. Drawing a long breath, Danny started across the open place as fast as his short legs could take him. Now all the time, Redtail the hawk had been sitting in a tree some distance away, sitting so still that he looked like a part of the tree itself. That is why Danny hadn't seen him, but Redtail saw Danny the instant he started across the open place, for Redtail's eyes are very keen, and he can see a great distance. With a satisfied chuckle, he spread his broad wings and started after Danny. Just about halfway to the safety of the long grass on the other side, Danny gave a hurried look behind him, and his heart seemed to jump right into his mouth, for there was Redtail, with his cruel claws already set to seize him. 
Danny gave a frightened squeak, for he thought that surely this time he would be caught. But he didn't mean to give up without trying to escape. Three jumps ahead of him was a queer-looking thing. He didn't know what it was, but if there was a hole in it, he might just fool Redtail. One jump. Would he be able to reach it? Two jumps. There was a hole in it. Three jumps. With another frightened squeak, Danny dived into the opening, just in time. And what do you think he was in? Why, an old tomato can Farmer Brown's boy had once used to carry bait in when he went fishing at the swimming pool. He had dropped it there on his way home. Redtail screamed with rage and disappointment as he struck the old can with his great claws. He had been sure, very sure, of Danny Meadow Mouse this time. He tried to pick the can up, but he couldn't get hold of it. It just rolled away from him every time, try as he would. Finally, in disgust, he gave up and flew back to the tree from which he had first seen Danny. Of course, Danny had been terribly frightened when the can rolled, and by the noise the claws of Redtail made when they struck his queer hiding place. But he wisely decided that the best thing he could do was stay there for a while. And it was very fortunate that he did so, as he was very soon to find out. End of chapter 22 Chapter 23, Reddy Fox Grows Curious Danny Meadow Mouse had sat perfectly still for a long time inside the old tomato can in which he found refuge from Redtail the Hawk. He didn't dare so much as put his head out for a look around, lest Redtail should be circling overhead ready to pounce on him. If I stay here long enough, he'll get tired and go away, if he hasn't already, thought Danny. This has been a pretty exciting morning so far, and I find that I'm a little tired. I may as well take a nap while I'm waiting to make sure that the way is clear. With that, Danny curled up in the old tomato can. But it wasn't meant that Danny should have that nap. He had closed his eyes, but his ears were still open, and presently he heard soft footsteps drawing near. His eyes flew open, and he forgot all about sleep, you may be sure, for those footsteps sounded familiar. They sounded to Danny very, very much like the footsteps of whom do you think? Why, Reddy Fox. Danny's heart began to beat faster as he listened. Could it be? He didn't dare peep out. Presently a little whiff of scent blew into the old tomato can. Then Danny knew. It was Reddy Fox. Oh, dear! I hope he doesn't find that I am in here, thought Danny. I wonder what under the sun has brought him up here just now. If the truth were to be known, it was curiosity that had brought Reddy up there. Reddy had been hunting for his breakfast some distance away on the green meadows when Redtail the hawk had tried so hard to catch Danny Meadow Mouse. Reddy's sharp eyes had seen Redtail the minute he left the tree in pursuit of Danny, and he had known by the way Redtail flew that he saw something he wanted to catch. He had watched Redtail swoop down and had heard his scream of rage when he missed Danny, 
because Danny had dodged into the old tomato can. He had seen Redtail strike, and strike again at something on the ground, and finally fly off in disgust with empty claws. Now I wonder what it was Redtail was after and why he didn't get it, thought Reddy. He acts terribly put out and disappointed. I believe I'll go over there and find out. Off he started at a smart trot towards the patch of short grass where he had seen Redtail the hawk striking at something on the ground. As he drew near, he crept very softly until he reached the very edge of the open patch. There he stopped and looked sharply all over it. There was nothing to be seen but an old tomato can. Reddy had seen it many times before. Now what under the sun could Redtail have been after here? thought Reddy. The grass isn't long enough for a grasshopper to hide in. And yet Redtail didn't get what he was after. It's very queer. It certainly is very queer. He trotted out and began to run back and forth with his nose to the ground, hoping that his nose would tell him what his eyes couldn't. Back and forth, back and forth he ran, and then, suddenly, he stopped. Ha! exclaimed Reddy. He had found the scent left by Danny Meadow Mouse when he ran across towards the old tomato can. Right up to the old can, Reddy's nose led him. He hopped over the old can, but on the other side, he could find no scent of Danny Meadow Mouse. In a flash, he understood, and a gleam of satisfaction shone in his yellow eyes as he turned back to the old can. He knew that Danny must be hiding in there. I've got you this time, he snarled as he sniffed at the opening in the end of the can. End of Chapter 23 Chapter 24. Reddy Fox Loses His Temper Reddy Fox had caught Danny Meadow Mouse, and yet he hadn't caught him. He had found Danny hiding in the old tomato can, and it didn't enter Reddy's head that he couldn't get Danny out when he wanted to. He was in no hurry. He had had a pretty good breakfast of grasshoppers, and so he thought he would torment Danny a while before he gobbled him up. He lay down so that he could peep in at the open end of the old can and see Danny trying to make himself as small as possible at the other end. Reddy grinned until he showed all his long teeth. Reddy always is a bully, especially when his victim is a great deal smaller and weaker than himself. I've got you this time, Mr. Smarty, haven't I? taunted Reddy. Danny didn't say anything. You think you've been very clever because you fooled me two or three times, don't you? Well, this time I've got you where your tricks won't work, continued Reddy. So, what are you going to do about it? Danny didn't answer. The fact is, he was too frightened to answer. Besides, he didn't know what he could do. So he just kept still, but his bright eyes never once left Reddy's cruel face. For all his fright, Danny was doing some hard thinking. He had been in tight places before and had learned never to give up hope. Something might happen to frighten Reddy away. Anyway, Reddy had to get him out of that old can before he would admit that he was really caught. 
For a long time Reddy lay there licking his chops and saying all the things he could think of to frighten poor Danny Meadow Mouse. At last he grew tired of this and made up his mind that it was time to end it, and Danny Meadow Mouse at the same time. So he thrust his sharp nose in at the opening of the end of the old can, but the opening was too small for him to get more than his nose in, and he only scratched it on the sharp edges without so much as touching Danny. I'll pull you out, said Reddy Fox, and thrust in one black paw. Danny promptly bit it so hard that Reddy yelped with pain and pulled it out in a hurry. Presently he tried again with the other paw. Danny bit this one harder still, and Reddy danced with pain and anger. Then he lost his temper completely, a very foolish thing to do, as it always is. He hit the old can, and away it rolled with Danny Meadow Mouse inside. This seemed to make Reddy angrier than ever. He sprang after it and hit it again. Then he batted it first this way and then that way growing angrier and angrier. And all the time, Danny Meadow Mouse managed to keep inside, although he got a terrible shaking up. Back and forth across the patch of short grass, Reddy knocked the old can, and he was in such a rage that he didn't notice where he was knocking it to. Finally, he sent it spinning into the long grass on the far side of the open patch, close to one of Danny's private little paths. Like a flash, Danny was out and scurrying along the little path. He dodged into another, and presently into a third, which brought him to a tangle of barbed wire left there by Farmer Brown when he had built a new fence. Under this, he was safe. Phew! exclaimed Danny, breathing very hard. That was the narrowest escape yet. But I guess I'll get that special grass seed I started out for after all. And he did. While to this day, Reddy Fox wonders how Danny got out of the old tomato can without his knowing it. And so you see what temper does for those who give it rain. It cheats them of the very thing they seek so hard to gain. End of chapter 24 End of The Adventures of Danny Meadow Mouse by Thornton W. Burgess